0: Welcome to the Tuscan Reader podcast. I'm your host Matthew. In this episode, we're going to be talking about some Star Wars Expanded Universe Legends books. We've got two High Republic book reviews for Wave 2, and we're going to talk a little bit about Darth Plagueis just because I want to. So, sit back and enjoy. For this first segment, we're going to be talking about what's new in Star Wars publishing. And guys, a lot of people are excited if you're a star wars fan or a star wars reading fan a fan of the books you're most likely excited about the star wars expanded universe books being reprinted i know you can find the books out there you can get them on amazon you can get them on ebay you can get them at used bookstores they heck they even have them you know at barnes and noble they've reprinted several of the books already with the legends banner on them okay a lot of Die Hard expanded universe fans would rather have books without the Legends banner books, but in my opinion, if you go and you throw down your cash for Legends banner books, Del Rey's going to see that, "Hey, I want more Legends. We don't want it to just end where it left off. We want the the story to continue and have a proper ending. Hey, if there's just if there's one more book, one more trilogy to finish off that whole expanded universe storyline, so be it." and do it justice, you know what I mean? But we don't have that, at least not right now, fingers crossed in the future that would change and we get continuation with the Star Wars Expanded Universe, but for now we have some reprints, and they've labeled these reprints the Star Wars Expanded Universe Essential Collection. We have three reprints in a trade paperback style, okay, so it's bigger than the mass market paperback size. It's I, I'm, I'm assuming it's thinner and taller might save room on the bookshelf. Now I with me right now, I do not have these three books that they've released. I was told by the publisher that they are on the way. Uh, I couldn't wait to have them in my hand before I started talking about them here. So I'm going to talk about them now without the books in my hand. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got up first. I'll talk about air to the Jedi. Excuse me. I'm sorry, that could be considered blasphemous to some. I did not mean to say Heir to the Jedi. What I meant to say was Heir to the Empire by Timothy Zahn. Okay, The Essential Legends Collection cover is beautiful, in my opinion. I know that it's a little controversial with some. A lot of picky people out there do not like the art for Thrawn. They're saying, oh, I could see his pupil or iris in his eye, when it should just be a complete red eye socket, uh, it doesn't bother me one bit, okay, I, if it was all red, that would just be weird to me, but, you know, he's an he is an alien, I guess it could, we would look cool, but, you know, you can make the argument that it's just maybe a reflection of something in his red eye, I don't know, but the art is by Tracy Ching, hopefully I'm saying the names right here, uh, but it's a beautiful cover, you got Luke Skywalker on the cover with the green lightsaber up in the air, Thrawn's face takes up most of the cover and it just looks menacing awesome I, I like the new banner it looks gorgeous you got in yellow it says Star Wars and then in white Heir to the Empire book one of the Thrawn trilogy has Timothy Zahn under that and then another yellow strip that says the Essential Legends Collection I think it's gorgeous I cannot wait to have these books in my hand publisher said they're going to send them out to me Sadly, they have not hit the doorstep yet, but I couldn't wait any longer. I had to hit record and talk about these beautiful books. So, hopefully, they'll arrive here soon, and then when it's time to review them, you'll see them. Well, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you're not going to see them, but for those watching on the YouTube channel, yes, I have a YouTube channel, Tuscan Reader. Check it out if you'd prefer to watch this stuff. It's just me talking into a microphone. I usually don't pay attention to the camera, but sometimes I'll show things there. If you want to check it out, please do. Uh, You can also check me out, Tuscan Reader, on Twitter. So, yeah, hit that follow button. Uh, But the next book that I'm going to talk about here is Path of Destruction, book one of the Darth Bane trilogy. Also, in my opinion, a beautiful cover. It's black and white. We've got Bane on the front. It's his face, he's got yellow eyes, we've got a big red streak down the side. I don't know if that represents his lightsaber, or just, you know, dark side Sith. And obviously his yellow eyes are representing the Sith there, because it's Darth Bane, he's the Sith. But anyway, uh, I love Path of Destruction, I love the whole Bane trilogy. I can't wait to see what the other covers are going to look like in this trilogy, if they are released in this essential legends collection i mean why wouldn't they they put book one of the darth bane trilogy same with heir to the empire they put book one of the Thrawn trilogy surely those two books are going to be getting the sequels reprinted sometime soon hopefully uh you know within the next couple months that would be incredible i don't know i don't know what their time frame is to releasing these things but the cover art for path of destruction is by simon goinard finally we have shatterpoint by matthew stover now the artist on this one is jeff manning clearly that's the easiest name for me to pronounce of the three artists um but then again i could be wrong and the j could be silent and it could just be Jeff manning but <laughs> i highly doubt it but um it wouldn't surprise me if it was and i was wrong but uh, the art on this one looks fantastic. Of the three books, this one has a more realistic tone to it. You've got Mace Windu on the cover. He's got this look on his face like, don't mess with me, I will cut you. He has his purple lightsaber out. He, there's shattered glass everywhere. There's some smoke. There is a lot of the color purple on this cover, but it's fitting because Mace Windu is that purple lightsaber. It looks gorgeous. I love it. You know, that's not all, though. We did get the Shatterpoint Unabridged Audiobook. A lot of people have been wanting that to happen in the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Not specifically for Shatterpoint, but for the Expanded Universe to receive another audiobook that's unabridged. The full story, not just an abridged audiobook, which is like a shortened version of the story. Yeah, there's a lot of unabridged audiobooks for the Expanded Universe, but there's also a lot of abridged audiobooks for the Expanded Universe. So it's wonderful to see that there is a new unabridged audiobook for the eu or expanded universe or legends whatever you want to call it so keep your fingers crossed i've got mine crossed that del rey will continue to put out more star wars expanded universe audiobooks in this unabridged format it's incredible it's a beautiful thing i know that there's tons of fans out there that are super excited about this and uh, dylan king from the expanded universe.com wrote an article over there at the expanded universe.com about the popularity of. These Essential Legends Collections. Uh, the audiobooks are doing fantastic. Uh, we've got Shatterpoint sitting at number number three on Amazon. And uh, The High Republic, The Rising Storm is sitting at number... Uh, i got to lean in and look over here. Number ten. And followed by uh, Light of the Jedi at 11. And then we've got Darth Bane, Path of Destruction at number 23. So that's incredible. I, I don't see Heir to the Empire on this list. I might be looking over it, but there's other Thrawn books on there that are on that popularity list. So we've got these new books sitting there, two of them sitting on the, uh, the top 25 list on Amazon's bestseller list. So that's incredible. Uh, Delray, please continue to put out more Star Wars Expanded Universe audiobooks unabridged. So let's move on and see what's new in Star Wars canon. There was a recent release of Dr. Afra. it's the script by Sarah Kuhn it's available now in hardcover now this was at first an exclusive audio drama which was okay I mean it wasn't my favorite thing because I already experienced the story in the comic books so the audio drama is just like an adaption of the comic books I, I don't know if I, I can't remember exactly if it was the first trade paperback maybe the first couple trade paperbacks of the Dr. afra story, but you know, if you don't want to read the comics, I guess you can listen to the uh, the audio drama. If you don't want to listen to the audio drama and don't want to read comics, then I guess you could just read the script. But we've experienced the story before, so it's to me it's nothing special, but it is cool that they printed it in hardcover. Um, the sizing, it's not my favorite because it's more narrow, uh, smaller than the other hard... well, not smaller in, uh, in height, but... Uh, The width of it is smaller, and if you push it all the way back in your bookshelf, it goes behind the other hardcover books if you keep them all in order together, um, which throws things off. So you got to bring it forward a little bit so all the spines match up nice and even. So as to what's coming out, we have on June 29th, that's the last Tuesday of June, we have three items dropping for The High Republic Wave 2, the adult novel, The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott. We have the audiobook, an unabridged audiobook uh, of The Rising Storm, narrated by Mark Thompson. And that's going to be 15 hours and 33 minutes. Pretty, pretty long. And then we have a junior or young reader book by Daniel Jose Older, Race to Crash Point Tower. So, guys, buckle up. I'm going to put out two reviews for you right now. The first one is going to be The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott and then we're going to review Race to Crash Point Tower by Daniel Jose Alder. So sit tight and after this review we're going to go back into some first impressions of Star Wars Shatterpoint. So let's go ahead and get to that review of Star Wars The High Republic The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott. Now, for a brief summary, the Eye of the Nile orders the Raiders to be still, to hide in the shadows, to throw the Republic and the Jedi off their trail. The group caused incredible havoc in the first book, Light of the Jedi, destroying a ship in hyperspace that resulted in the death of billions of lives and a couple planets. Now, while a lot of other lives are trying to rebuild and, you know, get their focus back on track the chancellor decides that she wants to throw a republic fair on the world of Valo to celebrate the power and the unity of the republic. Now, there are many that disagree with Chancellor So's decision to throw this republic fair. Uh, one of these guys that disagrees with her is the sulston Republic senator, Tia Toon. Any opportunity he has to talk about the republic defense force program that he wants to fund, I mean, he takes it. He will talk the Chancellor's ear off. He is such a nuisance to the Chancellor, but he proves so many valid points. While billions have died throughout the galaxy and planets work to try to rebuild their cities, Toon, he is furious that the Chancellor would rather fund a giant party with the Republic Fair than establish a defense program that would potentially prevent the galaxy from suffering at the hand of the Nile again or any other outside force. Now, the I actually catches wind of the upcoming republic fair on valo and decides that it's the perfect time to strike so what did i think of this book i thought it was fantastic oh man the opener was great star wars politics in this book is so good tia Tune, he you know he disagrees with the chancellor it's all written out so very well you know he his, his points proven but i fear that in the future they're going to make tia Tune a villain mean just because the chancellor was annoyed some of the jedi were annoyed by this guy they're probably going to do something to twist it to make you know make him actually a villain or something which that would be annoying but you know we didn't get that in this book so much but uh, scott handles each character so very well it really feels like we've been reading about a lot of these characters for a very long time and if you've been reading the comics then yeah you've been with some of these characters a little bit longer but um He writes characters so well. It feels like we know who they are. We know what actions they are most likely going to take. But there are a lot of curveballs in there that just throw us off of our feet. Um, Honestly, I do have a few issues with the story. But, you know, what story do we not have issues with? Uh, The plot of the story was fantastic. It was extremely dark. The book is loaded with death, with destruction, with uh, twists and turns. Uh, Scott explores new areas of the Force and how the Jedi can manipulate it to the greater good or turn it into something much darker. There is a nice struggle going on within the Nile. The the villains are kind of turning against each other in this book and you find yourself rooting for certain ones and it's it's funny when you are able to read about villains, hate them but also love them. So Scott he did a great job with that as well, uh, but overall, I think this book was absolutely fantastic. I highly recommend it. The dialogue was outstanding, and like I said, the the use of the force, the descriptions of it, was great. Uh, I give this an A. It's a great story. I recommend that you pick this up if you are into Star Wars reading, and if you're uh, you're not, then why are you listening to this podcast? Now we are going to move on to the next book review. Race to Crash Point Tower by New York Times best-selling author Daniel Jose Older. Now, for this summary, we've got the Republic getting ready to celebrate the fair that we read about in The Rising Storm. So, again, I'm going to say this right now. You better read Rising Storm before you read Race to Crash Point Tower. It'll make a lot more sense. I made the mistake of reading Race to Crash Point Tower first and then The Rising Storm. I wish I didn't do that. The Republic Fair is kicking off. We've got Chancellor So on the planet Valo. We've got several Jedi also on the planet, but they're all preoccupied, you know, attending this event, keeping security in check, and all of this. Uh, but a security alarm reaches the young Padawan Ram Jamaram. There seems to be an issue over at Crash Point Tower, which is a communications tower on Valo. So the young Padawan takes it upon himself to go check out the issue and sees the Nile. The Nile are tampering with the communications tower. So Ram, he does his best to fight them off and then he gets back over to uh, the where the Republic Fair is taking place, he wants to speak to a Jedi Master, but he can't because nobody's around. He gets arrested and sent to a Valo Jail. Uh, and then he has to try to figure out how to reach out to uh, the, the Starlight Beacon to get a hold of a Jedi. He manipulates some some security guards it's a kind of a comical thing uh, but for my overall thoughts on this book i actually really enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i was going to now i uh, i previously read you know the last shot which is a daniel jose older book wasn't a fan but i'm not going to hold that against the author you know I'm, i'll give everybody a second chance or a third chance fourth fifth whatever I like this. This is the second book in canon that he's, Daniel Jose Older has written. He's also doing the Young Adventure comic book series for the High Republic. Uh, but this book was fun. I mean, the characters were being pushed to their limits. The book really didn't focus a lot on the events taking place in Valo with the destruction that the Nile were causing. It was focusing on the characters and the struggles that they had and how they were going to overcome the issues that they had internally... It was good. It was a good book. And I thought for a while after I read it that I... It's like, oh man, only if there was a little bit more about the Republic Fair and all of the the crazy nonsense going on that was in The Rising Storm. But then it wouldn't have made much sense because it is a junior book. It's a kid's book. It shouldn't be violent. It shouldn't be graphic. It should focus on these young characters struggling and overcoming those issues that they have. So... Daniel Jose Older, he did a great job with this book. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm going to recommend that you pick this one up as well. I give this one a B B+. Of course, there are some silly things in it because it is a kid's book, but if you, if you know that going into it, that it is a junior reader book. I mean, the book has some artwork within, and it's a very, very beautiful art. So uh, if you're an adult, I think you'll enjoy this book. If you're a kid, I think you'll enjoy this book. Uh, the only real issue that I had, too, was the, the villains. The Nile really weren't explored too well in the book, but uh, we did get a little bit of them. But the Gear, I cannot stand the the villains. they villains. the big talking plants. To me, all I see is a little shop of horrors talking plant that just wants to eat meat. It's too comical. But that said, it does work in the kids' books. Not so much the YA or the adult novels. So uh, I could do with a lot less Gear and more Nile. But I enjoy this book. I think you should pick it up. I give it a B plus. So for Wave 2, two of the books out of the three so far are impressive. Now, Out of the Shadows by Justina Ireland. That comes out July 27th. And I'm still working on that book. But so far, I do have some things that I would, you know, that I... I... <laughs> I have some thoughts, uh, but I'm going to hold off until I get it get it finished, and then we'll get a review out there. So look forward to Out of the Shadows review coming in one of the future episodes. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump back into my thoughts on Shatterpoint. Yeah, I've been listening to the Star Wars Shatterpoint audiobook the unabridged audiobook that was just released uh thank you Del Rey, for sending that out for me to to listen to and to review now, i'm not done yet i'm still like, i've got 51 percent of it complete so i still have quite a bit to go uh, it is a clone wars novel so it takes place during the clone wars era it's a very unique story i mean it's really focusing on mace windu He's got a lot going on, you know, but that's a conversation for another day right now. This is just my first impressions of Shatterpoint. Um, The unabridged audiobook narrated by Sullivan Jones is fantastic. Uh, Sullivan Jones is doing such a great job. Uh, Hopefully we get him back again soon for more Star Wars unabridged audiobooks in the expanded universe or even the canon. I'm enjoying it. He's not annoying. His voice is clear. Of course, there's really not an annoying narrator for Star Wars. All of them seem to be doing pretty well. You know, Mark Thompson, he's awesome. He does very well with these Star Wars books. But this, so far, this audiobook, there's, the music is not distracting. Uh, in recent audiobooks, I found the audio to be a little bit... Uh, well, the music. I find the music to be a little bit distracting because it's, sometimes it's overpowering and it's uh, awkward placement of the themes that are put in there. You know, as movie, we hear this music from the movies so whenever i hear star wars music maybe it's just me but i've listened to that music so many times i have the soundtracks i've had them since i was a kid i listen to it all the time and i just picture the movie scenes and sometimes if they put a romantic theme over something that's not romantic it's it just doesn't fit for me but so far this book shatterpoint is doing great I, there's no loud music it's everything seems like it's put in the right place the sound effects. All nice, nothing is overpowering, nothing goes over the narrator, so I'm enjoying it. You know, sometimes the story does drag just a little bit, but it's nothing bad, it's not awful. I'm fully engaged in the story. So far, you know, like I said, I'm only halfway through, uh, but it's highly enjoyable. It's nice that we did get this unabridged story of Shatterpoint, and in my hand right now I've got the mass market paperback. It's got the uh, a prologue by George Lucas, which is in this... Um, Audiobook, which is really cool. It's a really cool book. I'm enjoying what I'm listening to so far, and I do occasionally uh, pick up the book and read so that way it's not a full cheat because I, sometimes I think audiobooks are cheating and I want to say that I read the book, so I'll pick up the book and read, you know, at a different time. Like if I'm on my, my lunch break, I'll pick up the book and I'll read it rather than listen to it. If I'm at home about to go to bed, I'll read it rather than listen to it. So, so far. I'm enjoying Shatterpoint by Matthew Stover. Stay tuned in a later episode when um, we'll possibly go and do a uh, full book review of Shatterpoint. So the next thing that I wanted to do is a little character highlight and talk about Darth Plagueis. A couple quotes from the book. I started reading it. I want to review it. It, This is my third attempt at reading the book. Third attempt meaning uh, I didn't take notes the first two times and I was really busy during that time with... Babies, so uh, none of none of it really stuck in my brain. So this time I'm reading it, I'm taking notes on it, I'm highlighting things, and I'm enjoying it so much. There are so many things that are just fun to to read in this book, to go back and reread, to talk about. I want to have a, a future guest on to talk more about these lines that I'm about to read to you, uh, but these are taken from Darth Plagueis, written by James Luceno. Uh, to be strong in the Force is one thing, but to believe oneself to be all powerful is to invite catastrophe. Remember that even in the ethereal realm we inhabit, the unforeseen can occur. Now, that is a line said by Darth Tenebrous to Darth Plagueis. This book is so dark. Lucino is doing such a fantastic job with his structure his characterization of these guys it's so incredible it's such a good book it it's on track to be my favorite star wars book ever now like i said i've read it twice before but i was so distracted with kids other things so i'm enjoying it now because you know the youngest is like two so it's not like i'm taking care of babies now but darth plagueis oh man the, it's just it gets this it puts off this vibe this dark feeling when you're reading it you're like ooh this is spooky i love it darth uh, tenebris says to plagueis he says you are fated to bring the sith imperative to fruition plagueis it falls to you to bring the jedi order to its knees and to save the rest of the galaxy's sentience from themselves that's so dark that's just like complete control Here's another line that just gave me chills, and it's giving me chills now thinking about it. But uh, Darth Plagueis says to his dying master, Go to your grave knowing that you are the last of the old order, the vaunted rule of two, and that the new order begins now and will for a thousand years remain in my control. That's crazy. The creator of the rule of two was Darth Bane. Uh, so that's kind of cool that, you know, we get the reprint of Darth Bane book one uh, of that trilogy, Path of Destruction. So after I read Darth Plagueis, I I should move on to where I'm currently at in the timeline. And that would be the, uh, the Attack of the Clones. But after I read this, I kind of want to go back and reread. Uh, the Darth Bane books, because there's so much lore that's in like this first chapter or prologue. I can't remember what which, which these lines are taken from, but it's so much is referenced to those Bane books, and Bane is brought up quite a few times. And what Plagueis says next blew my mind. Like, I just, I had to contact other people. I said, well, do you know more about this? Do you know more about this? And they did research, and it turns out that <laughs> that research uh, led to Darth Plagueis the novel because my question gets answered later on in the book apparently Um, because I'm five chapters in and I, I had to talk about a little bit of it now before I finish it says in Bane's age a Sith might have to guard against an attempt at essence transfer by the deceased a leap into the consciousness of the Sith who survived but those times were long past and of no relevance not since the teaching had been sabotaged The technique lost. The last Sith possessed of the knowledge had been explicably drawn to the light side and killed, taking the secret process with him. It's crazy. It's really cool. I love it. I love what i have reading so far with Darth Plagueis. And, you know, people can make the argument, like, there's a lot that could go into the sequel trilogy from this book. A lot could be explained by what's going on here and in uh, the Darth Plagueis, not Darth Plagueis, in uh, the Darth Bane trilogy. So those could be very important books to, you know, answer a lot of questions in the sequel trilogy. That might be an episode later on down the road, is what what expanded universe content uh can fix the sequel canon stuff i mean that yeah i know this could cause a lot of issues with people and they're like oh canon's not canon expanded universe is canon uh well no not the reality is that disney canon is the official storyline but that's what's nice about having the expanded universe is you can just read it or you can read canon or you can be like me and read both and enjoy both fully so um i had fun here i hope you did too Uh, I'm going to finish reading Shatterpoint. I'm going to finish reading Darth Plagueis. I'm going to finish reading Out of the Shadows. Got a lot of Star Wars reading to do. I'm interested to know what you guys are currently reading right now. Is it a Star Wars book? What book are you going to pick up next? Where are you at? What content do you like? Do you like the expanded universe? Do you like canon? What is it? Find me on social media. Go to YouTube. Tuscan Reader. Comment on this episode, uh, episode three. Tell me what you prefer. Uh, you like the Expanded Universe? Do you like the canon? Tell me. You like the audiobooks over reading the physical copies? I mean, I prefer to have the paper in my hand over the digital copies, but if I get a digital copy, I'll read it. On one side of me, I've got the entire Expanded Universe novel series, and on the other side of me, I've got the entire canon series. So I'm a full blown Star Wars fan. Guys, uh, check out on Instagram the Star Wars hashtag Star Wars Book Community. It, uh, it claims to be a non-toxic Star Wars fan base. I'm not a huge fan of the, the the term non-toxic. I think it's a a silly word, but I understand the the meaning and the heart behind it. It's a it's a group. It's a community for the fans of the entire saga. Okay, no one is bashing anybody there. Everybody appreciates everyone for what they like. What they love, and that's what we should all strive to do: is uh, be friendly to each other, no matter what our opinions are, what we like, what we love, uh, and celebrate this awesome franchise that you know has been around for almost what 50 years. Has it been 50 years? I don't even know. I lose track of time. 40 years, 45 years. It's been a long time. That's all I know. So let's keep it all friendly. Let's keep it all good. And I'm gonna you know wrap this up like a dirty little Tuscan Raider. Like I said, if you uh, have a better outro for me, I'd much appreciate you uh, letting me know. But follow me on Twitter, Tuscan Reader. pretty new over there, so uh, thank you for listening. Rate, comment, do whatever you can to get this podcast out there. Share it with your friends if you got them. Guys, happy reading. May the Force be with you.